Hello and welcome to The Forecast with Alexia Landa, your spiritual best friend to guide you into your upcoming week. Explore ways to navigate your day-to-day life with consciousness and free will. Sit back, relax, and let yourself be surprised by life. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Forecast. Today we will be talking about this coming week, which is all about flowing. Every time I say that word, people dislike me. They're like, what do you mean with flowing? What am I supposed to do? We're so used to just doing and doing and doing and doing and doing that taking a break, resting, truly waiting is it's just difficult for us i include myself because i can be impatient about certain things i can be very patient with some in some scenarios but then when it comes to me when it comes to how i kind of treat what i'm doing i can be impatient if i have some control over it for example if i know i can go faster i will expect myself to go faster when it comes to anything so this week you might feel like it's going by slow in a sense or things are are slower and there's no result coming in but it's not about always trying to connect to a result it's also about the experience in the in-between so this week is all about that, that that experience in the in-between, that experience in the, how am I getting to know myself within this scenario? How am I getting to know myself within this experience, within this fe- these feelings, these emotions, these, um, why am I impatient? Where does this impatience come from? Does it come from any... Um, pattern I have from when I was a child maybe I saw my parents do it maybe it's always been a characteristic I carry so it means I have to learn from it impatience and patience will be the biggest tools this week because when we're working towards something we forget that the experience is what gives us the result and without the experience there's nothing we look forward to in reality Because as you are, let's say you want to finish a book within a week. But then life starts throwing at you different experiences that you don't have time to read that book. You have no time or energy. And you start questioning, wait, but why can't I just read a book? Why can't I just finish this book within a week? Instead of focusing on why can't I, it's more about what's happening that is showing me why I shouldn't, why that shouldn't happen. And by the way, this has nothing to do with excuses. This is not connected to excusing yourself for not doing something that you maybe do have energy and time for. This is more about the things that no matter how hard you try, there's things coming in into your life that are saying, hey, wait, hey, you don't have to go that fast. Because maybe in that book, there's going to be a certain chapter that you first need to experience something to understand it in the way um, your soul wants you to understand it. 
or that you need to understand it to learn something to use it then for the next day. Everything is in divine timing. So when things feel like they're making you wait, it's not about waiting. It's about, oh, okay, what's out there for me then? What what out there? What other things are out there for me to experience so that I can finish and get this result? And it's not about seeking. It's about truly flowing. What is life showing you? What is life uh, manifesting for you? I always say, when it comes to you and your free will, you don't manifest, you co-create. Life does manifest for you. Life does throw in things in your life to truly help you align to your purpose, to your uh, just anything that truly helps you connect to free will so that you can be a co-creator, anything that helps you connect to the lessons you need. So as life is manifesting for you, how are you taking it? And why, why are those emotions there? So this week will be all about that, about embracing and embodying every tool you have, kind of going back to, okay, when I slow down, how do I feel? And why do I feel that way? Why am I in the race? I always say life is not a race. It's literally a walk in the park, but we love to run. We love to run because we like that satisfaction of, I did finish something. And that comes from living in a society that finishing something is celebrated. But what if we just celebrate living? We just celebrate the day-to-day. We just celebrate being human, being um, a woman, a man, a whatever it is that you identify with. Why not celebrate it? Why not make it enough? Why not make what is in the now enough? And that's what this week is about. You being able to connect to your abundance, to your prosperity. Because what you have right now is a lot, is enough. It doesn't mean that you stop trying or that you stop going after goals. No, it just means that in the here and now, you know how to embrace what you have as enough. So that you understand that what is happening here in the now, it's the biggest blessing. The result that you see is, um, how can I say it? It's that motivation to be able to get all those experiences you need to pick up certain tools. I always talk about this. Tools are those uh, characteristics that we can activate within ourselves to be able to accomplish things and get to know ourselves at different levels, get to know ourselves at different scenarios, stages of life, uh, experience. The last episode, I talked a lot about experience and how that's truly the biggest blessing of being human. Because we get to feel and embrace and connect and understand. And you get to grow. It's like... We're here being seeds that get to grow into this beautiful, wise tree. And to be able to get all that wisdom, it's not about the result. The result is the wisdom. But the in-between is the fun part. And sometimes we forget it's fun. Because there's pressure, because there is deadlines, because there are um, different things from 
I don't feel like I can do it. I doubt myself. I question everything I do. All those different scenarios are not there to be a burden. They're there to actually motivate you to show and prove to yourself that you are capable. Not others, because this is not about involving other people, because then you become people's uh, victim. You say, oh, well, I do it because I'm trying to prove myself to this person who once said I couldn't do it. No, it's about proving it to yourself. That's the only way you truly connect to purpose and connect to that happiness, that fulfillment. Because what if you do prove something wrong, someone wrong, but they don't even acknowledge it? There's going to be emptiness. There's not going to be fulfillment because you're still waiting on someone. Waiting on the result is very different than waiting on someone because you're, that's free will of someone else. And sometimes, if that person doesn't believe in themselves, they're just not believing in anyone. So it's not about taking it personal. And this week, I want everyone to truly pay attention to all those different things. Why are you doing things? Why are you doing what you want to do? Is it for you or is it for someone else? When did he want this? I always tell my clients, did he want this when you were 15 and you've been going after the same thing since you were 15 and maybe you're just someone completely different that has to do things in a completely different way because you haven't taken space, time, and energy to get to know yourself in the now. You haven't truly noticed how many tools you've picked up. So maybe you have to try to do it a bit different. Who are you here and now? Not five years ago, not what you over-identified with. This week is about letting go of all of that. Letting go of identities that don't belong to you anymore. All that energy of, well, you know, I'm fighting for it. Okay, you're still fighting for it, but how many things have you already accomplished? But you haven't noticed because you're still after something really big and you will accomplish something really big but in the in-between that story, that book you're writing it needs chapters it needs you to write down all the details and notice yourself not get accepted by someone else not be approved by someone else notice you who are you and why are you that? That's the most exciting part of all of it. I can tell you guys that every day I get to know myself in a different way. And I've said this before. It is not about I know myself so well that now I have no self-doubt. No, it's about right now I know myself very well, but I know there's more. So there is some doubt and I love doubt. Because that means it's pushing me towards um, connecting to myself in a different way. Having questions. Having questions about myself. Alexia, why did you react that way? You had never done that. Instead of being hard on myself, I ask myself that question and I explore. I do that, I do that inner dialogue to get to know me in the now. Because maybe I'm picking up on energy I didn't, I hadn't been exposed to before. So you keep growing, you keep uh, getting to know yourself. 
And it's not, it does not mean that you're unprepared. Being prepared means you truly pay attention to everything you've gone through, truly pay attention to everything you've uh, learned. You understand what tools you have. And as you experience life, you use them. But if there's a lesson, you don't close off and say, no, 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 no. I, I already know everything. I already know myself enough. Okay, you know yourself enough in the now, but if something new is presenting in your reality, then it's an opportunity. Why not take it? Why just be focused on a result that might need a shift a bit, might need a bit of a tweak so that you can truly reconnect to that now, that this is me now, so there might be a new direction coming in. Because that's evolution. So this week, if you're feeling like you're waiting, truly go into that self-awareness space inside of you. Go into that inner dialogue and ask yourself, okay, who am I now? Not what I told myself I was five years ago. Not what I told myself I was a year ago. Here and now, who am I and why? And if I'm a co-creator, then who do I want to be? Because results are external. Results are always about, well, I want to receive this, or I want to get this, or I want to feel this. So it comes from the outside. I want you to go in and ask yourself, okay, internally, if I'm not seeking a result... How do I feel? What do I, why do I feel something is missing? Why haven't I, or what haven't I truly seen inside of me that I already have, that I only need to co-create? I need to decide to use it. I need to decide to um, put it out in the world externally, not just want everything to come to me. It's about giving and receiving. It's a balance. That's why everyone has stages in throughout the month that it feels like, oh, I'm kind of just mellow right now, serene. You can be very active. You can be very proactive. But it does not mean that you feel like all the results are coming in. Then there's another stage in the month where everything comes in. And you're like, oh, okay, I see it now. But why in the week where nothing is coming in, there tends to be anxiety, there tends to be doubt. That's a pattern. And I want all of you to stay away from that pattern and embrace it and embody it and see yourself throughout that week. See yourself differently and say, oh, it's my week of just calmness. This isn't the week of results. This is the week where I put in the work. And putting in the work does not mean I have to work harder than I did last week. No, I just have to remind myself that what I do is enough. I have to truly see if I'm not missing any opportunities. But it's a balance. It's a give and receive. So how are you giving and how are you receiving? Sometimes the most difficult thing is to receive, not even to give. And I'm going to talk about how that can be very selfish. So, sometimes it's easier to be the nice person and not let someone else be nice. 
Because if you let someone else be nice, there's this uh, very, very common pattern within society. I see it in a lot of my clients that when you receive, they, when they receive something, they feel shame. They feel like they have to do 10 times more than what they already did for the person. They feel like, oh my God, I have to give it back 20, 50 times more. Now I owe them. And this pattern comes from um, a wound of people who take advantage, people who manipulate, people who become victims of others. And they say, well, I gave you so much and you don't give me anything. And this is when we get into the give and receive love language. Everyone gives and receives differently. I can say that personally, the way I give is I'm just very honest. I'm blunt. I just like to say the truth. I'm not going to uh, dance around the truth. I'm going to say how I feel with a lot of grace and love and light and respect. If you ask me, obviously, I'm not just going to go around and say all the truth. That's my love language. If you come to me, and you want the truth, I'll give it to you with so much love. I love to just give small gifts. I'm very about, I take um, a coffee to my dad, to his office, so he knows that he's important to me. I love taking little candies to my friends. Random. I love random acts of love. To me, that's like, hey, I was thinking about you. I care for you. I'm very proud of you. I like to remind people, hey, like, you're special. I hope you're resting. Hey, you're doing really well. I hope you're proud of yourself. But then, if someone comes to me and does the same thing to me, before, it would feel weird. It would feel like, oh my God, now I have to give them like five candies. Oh my God, now I have to like listen for like three more hours because they were listening to me. I love listening. But I used to not talk because I, it was like, I don't want to give you that burden or I don't want to have to owe something. And that's selfish because we are all mirrors. So if you're giving and you don't receive the same way, you're not letting someone else truly connect to your mirror, connect to your example of love. So if you're open and you start receiving, you're going to notice how you start vibrating with the same people. Because if you don't want to receive the same thing, you're going to vibrate with people who don't know how to give you love, who don't know how to reciprocate. You're just going to give and they're going to take and they're going to get used to it to the point where you're going to say, I'm a victim because I only give and don't receive. Now, there's people who give very differently. And you have to be aware of that. You have to be aware of people not knowing sometimes how to deliver, but they're telling you the truth. And to them, that's tough love. And tough love is not bad. Of course, everyone's different. So maybe you'll say, well, I, I, Alexei, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I can't have people around me like that. Then you won't receive from someone like that. You won't connect. And that's okay. Other people are very loving. They want to talk to you all day, every day. 
and that's amazing too but if you don't vibrate with that if you can't connect to that then you also say well that's not my type but hey let's let's balance this out i can't be speaking all day because i'm not that type of person but whenever i have time i promise i'll call whenever i have time i promise i'll communicate because you're teaching me how to communicate better maybe not to an extreme but you are teaching me so it becomes a balance you become the teacher and the student maybe you'll teach that person that they don't have to do that much they don't have to call every single second to check in that what they do is enough so that's balance and this week is very connected to that because results like i said are very connected to external exchange and when it comes to external exchange it's all about fulfillment it's all about love how am i connecting to someone why am i connecting to someone why am i not connecting to someone and i see that this week a lot of connection no connection to love to friendships to old old um friendships a lot of old friendships coming back or exes even so you have to learn how to either set boundaries how to give and receive if you're going to give an ex a hey f you no that's going to come back and you cannot get mad at that so instead maybe you can just ignore the message and say well i have truly nothing to say So if you have nothing to say, the exchange is going to be they won't have anything to say because there was no response. So you have to be able to connect to that balance and be able to truly be honest with yourself. How do I receive? Am I being selfish? Am I just wanting results because I want to be the only good person and be everyone's victim? That's huge this week. huge please pay attention to that because being someone's victim is a choice if someone is mean to you and you keep staying it's a choice and i understand there's different scenarios there's scenarios where you say well it's you know it's my sibling or it's my cousin or it's a friendship that's been there for 20 years i understand that there's feelings and emotions but don't let any feeling and emotion stop you from the reality from what you actually want to co-create because then you're just being selfish to yourself you're being your own victim and maybe all you need is to learn how to speak up and say hey i just don't like how you speak to me and if they get mad they get mad but the love is there so maybe you both need that breakthrough to get mad at each other finally and then just come back to it and that boundary will help you create a new type of relationship a new type of pattern instead of going on with the same one of course i always say whatever you do no matter how uh emotional it is always connected to kindness always say you know what my intention is to just make this friendship healthier so i have to confront this And confrontation doesn't mean you have to fight, you have to scream, you have to use words that are going to hurt someone. Confrontation all it means is that you're going to confront a scenario with grace, with love and truth. Because the power of truth is one of the most important things we have to use throughout our lifetime. 
the power of truth is truly connecting to I know my truth and I'm able to listen to someone else's truth without defensiveness, without judgment, without thinking I'm always right. That's why I say agreeing to disagree is so important. And that's one of the most um, tough parts of partnerships, of having a partner, of being in love, because love is a huge factor of being with someone, but communication is the most important part of it. So you have to have that inner dialogue and know how to communicate to yourself to be able to communicate with someone else. If not, it, it just won't work because you'll want everyone to read your mind. If you don't like something, you're going to think, oh, they should have known because they've been with me for five years. But you've never said you didn't like something. So communication is key so that you won't feel like you're always waiting for a result of will they ever change? Will they ever understand I just don't like that? Will they ever understand that that shouldn't be done? How if there's no communication? And if there is communication, then you already have your result. If it's been five years and they haven't changed and you communicated that those full five years, then the result is they're not going to change. So you do have a result. That's another thing. Truly pay attention to what's happening. You might already have an answer that you're ignoring a bit. And that's very normal. Don't be hard on yourself either. It's very normal to wait because naturally we love as humans, we love, love, love to have hope. But hope and faith are very different. Hope is leaving your decision making on someone else or something else. Faith is deciding and jumping into the unknown. I wouldn't hope for anything. I always tell my clients, do not use the word hope because you're giving away your superpower, which is free will, deciding, co-creating. Don't use the word hope. Use the word faith. I have faith, so I'm deciding, I'm co-creating, and I understand I'm walking into the unknown. That's going to detach you from waiting on someone making a decision and instead actioning. Instead saying, okay, you don't want to communicate back. You don't understand what I'm saying. I can't be in this. I can't do this any longer. Maybe that's the impact they need. You to truly decide. Maybe that's all they were waiting for, a decision for them to wake up and say, oh, I don't like this. I, I'll change, okay. And if you see the action, if they are co-creating the action of change, then perfect. You got your result. But it's, like I said, it's about that power of truth. How are you using that power of truth? Are you being honest with yourself? Are you being honest with others? Are you seeing with honesty? Because it's easy to lie, or lie to ourselves. It is very easy. I know it seems kind of like weird, but it's easy to say, oh, I didn't even notice. Oh my God, it's, it's not even that big of a deal. But yet you're thinking about it all day. You're feeling it all day. You're going over it in your mind all day. So be honest with yourself and stop waiting. No more waiting. But pay
patience. Patience with yourself. That's how I started this this episode. Patience. You want results very quickly. But then I also want you to check in and see if maybe you do already have a result. And that's why you keep waiting. So you're giving, but you're not letting yourself receive the answer. You're like, I'm giving. I'm putting it out there. I just don't have an answer. And it's like, wait, maybe you just don't like the answer. So that's why this week is going to feel so slow. Because you're like, what do I do? And life is like, well, we're showing you. And that's very normal. Because it's difficult to take certain actions, to make certain decisions, and more when it's so life-changing. I understand. But those are the best. Because you pick up so many tools, you get to know yourself so well, and you set yourself free. That's true freedom. When you stop focusing on things that only give you a headache. When you stop focusing on things that truly do not align with you. This whole thing about vibrating high or low that I've been talking about, it's not about anyone else. It's about you and how responsible you are with your decision making, how responsible you are about how you feel, how responsible you are about what you want in life. It's about accountability. Because if you are in a place that you don't like to be in and you keep waiting because you keep being someone's victim, you keep criticizing them, you keep um, letting them emotionally move you, it is a choice. And I know everyone on earth, everyone has all the tools and all the inner strength that can be activated to get out of a situation like that. I'm talking about jobs, relationships, anything. This week is crucial because you have an opportunity to have patience with yourself, patience with your emotions, not seek a result, but instead give it to yourself by making a small action of change. Not truly going into, okay, but where am I going to end up? That's the big goal I'm talking about. But instead, connecting to, okay, here and now, this is what I'm giving to myself. And I have faith. Not hope, faith. That changes everything. Because everyone has a great teacher, or everyone has had a great teacher that has tried to stop them, that has tried to um, bring bring them down in some way or form, that does not love them the same, that does not reciprocate, that does not give and receive. Everyone has had one at least once in their lifetime. So it's a purpose. It means we need them to truly connect to decision-making and that inner strength of, oh, but that's not even true. Why am I giving you all my energy if what you're saying, I know it's not true. Of course, stubbornness comes in. Because we like to be important. And the thing is that we shouldn't like it. We should know we are. But we should also know that we, sh- we don't have to be important to everyone. And that's okay. Just like you. If you might see certain people and you're like, well, I don't really mind if I see them or not. Why wouldn't it be the same on the other side? 
You don't have to be important to everyone. You just have to know you are important because you're human, because you have a soul, because you have purpose and you have a mission. So instead of giving everyone the responsibility to make you feel a certain way, take the power back. Make it yours. Remember you're powerful. And remember that whatever's happening, it's not about them. It's about you. You let them get to you however you want. Because it's your decision making, because you're a co-creator. And this is your story. So are you going to make them your villains? Or are you going and you be the victim? Or are you gonna, going to make them your greatest teacher? I can say I've had many great teachers. They were amazing. But in the moment, I was like, I really just don't like you. You're making me feel like I'm not worthy, like I, I'm not pretty, I'm not enough, I, I can't do anything, I'm not smart enough. I've had many teachers. And I want to talk about a specific story I have. It was years ago. I was in fifth grade. But this, this really impacted me because... Because I understood what it was to not know how to deliver love. When someone does not know how to deliver care, nurturing, and love, they seem to be the bad person. But they're not. They're really just helping. When I was in fifth grade, yeah, it was fifth grade, I had a teacher called Mrs. Bendix. She was an older lady. She was very intelligent and smart she would talk to us like we were in college sometimes or that's how it felt obviously i'm probably being dramatic because i was in fifth grade but this teacher would always point out my accent i grew up in a ho- i grew up in california but i grew up in a household where we only spoke spanish inside the house so all my english was just at school or if i was doing a sport or if I was just outside at home playing with friends or whatever. This teacher would always bring up my accent and my uh, low reading level. I was reading like third grade when I was supposed to read fifth grade. I remember it was October and I was really mad because I didn't like her telling me this every single day. Obviously, she wouldn't embarrass me in front of the other students. She would always just tell me after class, Alexia, it's a choice. You, you don't have to have this accent. I don't know why you have one. I chose to not be mad at her. I chose to see it as an opportunity because I was having low grades. I was not reading what I was supposed to be reading. And I did have an accent when I didn't have to have one, which by the way, I have no problem with it. My, I, my, my mom has an accent, my dad has an accent. It, it's a thing, we're Mexican and it's okay. But to her perspective, it was like, you have an opportunity to speak Spanish very well and speak English very well. They learned English when they were older, so that's different. And she would always explain this to me. And I chose to not be mad at her. I, I remember being in fifth grade and saying, you know what, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to prove myself wrong. 
I'm gonna make myself proud and see if this works out for me. Again, I used to be a very stubborn child, so it took me a while, but I got there. And and it made me understand how easy life can be when you stop being against everything and you take everything so personal. I could have taken it personal because her voice was very strong and loud and the way she would say it wasn't uh, the best way. But I took her as the teacher she was. And I told myself, she cares. If she wouldn't care, she wouldn't be telling me this. By the end of the year, I was reading seventh grade level. I was, it was a completely different shift. I saw my, my um, qualities. I saw how capable I was. I understood what she meant. I understood she wasn't offending my culture. She wasn't offending the accent. She was just showing me there was a different possibility. And even then, I still have, you can tell, um, I speak another language sometimes. And more when I'm like with my family all day, I go back to English and I'm like, wait, let me adapt again, which is normal. For those who are bilingual will we'll understand what I'm saying. But in this scenario, it was so important to me to truly just focus on seeing things with the perspective of love. Of someone is trying to nurture me, someone is trying to teach me. And she would stay with me after school without needing to. That's how passionate she was about her work. So when we open up to receiving without feeling like everything is uh, against us, but rather everything is an opportunity, we're able to shift everything and say, ah, I get it. And I see this a lot in martial arts or those type of sports where it's like, hey, like you got to get it together. There's discipline and you always have to learn something new. Um, my brother boxes and he was telling me how he feels like although he gets to a level uh, like a certain level of boxing then he starts sparring or i don't know what it's called but practicing with someone else and he's like oh i'm back to level zero again because there's always something new coming in and that's what life is about that evolution that growth that um wanting to live wanting to experience and understanding that toughness, it's sometimes the best teacher. So you sometimes have to be tough with yourself and say, hey, I know I'm tired, but am I really tired or am I just scared to, to see the truth, to slow down and see what's really going on and see what answers I can give myself instead of waiting, them, waiting for them from someone else. So you start detaching from waiting, from not seeing the truth, from not confronting what's going on with love and grace. Being stubborn is normal. Being emotional is okay. If you get mad in the process, get mad, feel, go for it, but don't stay there. I always tell my clients, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to need a nap. It's okay to feel like I can't right now and take five minutes a day maybe. But it doesn't mean you have to stay there. It doesn't mean you have to identify with it and be like, oh, this is me. Because it's not. 
It's just an emotion coming in that can just leave. That's a huge difference. And that's where you start co-creating and saying, oh, the emotion of sadness, okay, fine, you're here, let's do this. Every time I get sad, I'm like, okay, fine, need to cry, I'll cry. Okay, I'm mad, okay, I'm mad, why am I mad? Because I, I don't understand this and I get mad when I don't understand something. It's one of my, my things. If I don't understand something, I'm like, I have to understand this. I need to. But that's my impatience. I have to wait. I have to give it a process. But I can still get mad for like five minutes. And then it passes. And I'm like, oh, my day's actually good. It's actually been a good day. I kind of don't want to be reading this right now. And you keep going. You keep living, you keep experiencing, you're opening up to other feelings in one day, not just one, the whole day. And that's the beauty of life. You start truly embodying life, embodying who you truly are, which is a soul here to experience, not to get stuck. And you can get stuck sometimes, but not like for six months. Try not to. Try to push yourself. And I hope everyone has a beautiful week filled with love and light. Focus on number seven. Focus on color blue. Focus on you. That's all you need to do. Just focus on you. And stop focusing so much on people's reactions. Let them be themselves. Less judgment. Just let them be them. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening. I cannot wait to catch up next week. <laughs>